0: Across the country and around the world, this is TalkZone.com, the best in Internet talk radio.
1: This is InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know. Here's what's happening on this week's show.
0: We've all heard the stories about crazy lawsuits and people suing at the drop of a hat. One lawyer says there's too much law in American life. The legal system ought to be more
1: reliable and deliberate about its choices. And when you let anybody claim anything, law becomes a weapon rather than a protection of freedom.
0: Then, Americans are fatter than ever. Experts say there's not just one reason for all that flab. We'll find out who's really to blame.
1: I really think we all contribute to it. I mean, anywhere from the food companies making these oversized portions, the consumer who's demanding value and taste, the government and their regulations.
0: Stick around. Those two stories and a lot more are heading your way on this week's edition of InfoTrack. Our first interview begins right after this.
1: InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you
0: should know. Here's your host, Chris Whitting. We've all heard stories about crazy lawsuits, such as the man who sued his dry cleaner for over $50 million for losing a pair of pants, and the list goes on and on. Have lawyers taken over our culture? Well, one man thinks so. He's lawyer and best-selling author Philip K. Howard, His latest book is Life Without Lawyers, Liberating Americans from Too Much Law. Philip, welcome to the show. Nice to be here. How bad is it out there? Are there just a few cases that get lots of headlines, or are people really lawsuit crazy these days?
1: Well, it's a little of both, but by and large, it's exaggerated in terms of the frequency of crazy cases. But the mindset of the country is not exaggerated. Now, students think they have legal rights they can assert to teachers. And, uh-huh. you know, everyone now thinks that any dispute or any accident can be and perhaps should be the source of some sort of legal claim.
0: How did we get to this point? It seems like people didn't always do this in America, did they?
1: No, it really changed slowly uh, over the last four decades. We woke up to abuses in the 60s, and there were real abuses racism and gender discrimination, others and we adopted new values which is a good thing but we also as part of it took away the authority of people who are in charge of things such as principals in schools and teachers in classrooms and judges in courtrooms to act on their judgment anymore the idea was if anybody didn't like what they were doing they had a quote individual right to complain and slowly but now more quickly that's eroded their authority so now people understand you can make an argument for anything
0: Now, Philip, you're an attorney. How do your fellow attorneys feel about you saying these things?
1: Most lawyers I know agree with me. They think that the law has gone too far and it's affected the culture in bad ways. I'm not calling for the end of lawyers or when companies do things that are bad and they should be accountable and doctors make mistakes. But the legal system ought to be more reliable and deliberate about its choices. And when you let anybody claim anything, you might as well not have the protection of law anymore. Law becomes a weapon rather than a protection of freedom.
0: Well you mentioned students suing teachers and so on. This has affected certainly the health care system. It's affected the government. I guess it's pervasive at this point, right?
1: It is pervasive. If you go into any institution that deals with the public schools and healthcare and hospitals especially, it's a legal time bomb. People are walking on eggshells all day long trying to avoid anything that might erupt into some kind of legal dispute. And it's not necessarily a dispute for money damages in schools. It's typically, you know, whether the teacher has the right to discipline a child or send him out of the classroom or change a grade because the paper was turned in late or, you know, it's little things like that. But still, the legal mindset ends up corroding people's authority so that they go through the day instead of saying, what's the right thing to do, asking, well, what are my rights and what are their rights? What might I get in trouble for? And It makes people fail, basically. You know, they start thinking about not getting the job done.
0: We're talking with Philip K. Howard, author of Life Without Lawyers, Liberating Americans from Too Much Law. Yeah, it does seem like everything, the warning labels, I mean, it's almost become a joke, some of the warning labels. They're so ridiculous.
1: Well, I mean, my favorite is the five-inch fishing lure. which is a big fishing lure with a three-pronged hook in the back that says on the side of it, harmful if swallowed (laughs) it's really you know remove baby before folding stroller i mean you could just you could do stand-up comedy with it
0: i i guess people feel those are really needed do those warning labels really protect anybody
1: maybe a tiny bit but they're symptomatic of a society where people are no longer doing what they think is right so if you visit a playground there's nothing left in a playground for any kid over the age of four there's nothing that would lure some kid off the sofa you know to have fun and test him so I have no jungle gyms, no seesaws, no high slides, no merry-go-rounds you know those things involve a little bit of risk. that's what's attractive about them. That's also what's important about children. They learn how to deal with risk. I remember my heart pounding as I climbed up to the top of that slide you know when I was little because I didn't want to fall that it seemed like 50 feet it was probably you know, six or seven feet. Well that's important. Letting kids take care of themselves and learn to manage those little risks is very important to their growing up and their resourcefulness and their cognitive capabilities. Instead, we're wrapping our kids in bubble wrap because, well, all kinds of reasons, but one of the reasons is because the people who are in charge of letting kids play are scared of being sued.
0: Well, we've laid out the problem, and apparently it's a serious one and a growing one. What are the solutions to this exuberant growth of law?
1: Well, first let me just say, it's not possible to fix American health care or fix American schools until you create a reliable system of law. People just don't feel free to do what's right. And what's required is to not look at law as just a flood that every once in a while you bail some of it out, but to actually reclaim a dry ground in which people are actually free to fulfill their responsibilities. They have an open field of choice. So the teacher... Needs to be free to run the classroom. Teachers have to be able to take back control of the classroom without any fear of legal claims or being dragged into hearings. That really requires pushing aside most of the bureaucracy, all of the legal hearings, and the teacher should be accountable for how well he or she does, but not at the instance of a legal claim by one angry parent. So that's one example. In justice, in civil justice, judges have to take back control of the courtroom. If somebody brings a lawsuit, go back to the lost pants man in the $54 million lawsuit. On the first hearing, the judge said, maybe you've got a claim for $100 in small claims court for your pants, but not in my court. It's really not for millions of dollars. Case dismissed Good for him. without prejudice to refiling. It's not that hard to do. You know, It's not that hard to keep claims reasonable. But judges don't see that as their job because in the 1960s, they were told that they had bad values and we didn't trust them to assert their values anymore. justice without values is no longer the rule of law. Law is nothing but values. That's what it is.
0: Well, I think just about everybody listening would agree with you and think you're absolutely right about all this. How do we go about changing this system that seems very calcified and set in its ways?
1: Well, I have a description of why Washington can never fix anything. It's so encased in legal concrete. There's so many special interests, and the way they work is nobody's looking out for the general interest unless we build public opinion. So what I propose is creating a national citizens' organization where we get the involvement and the sign-on of everyone. We develop a national list of people who want to restore common sense, and this group would go area by area and propose overhauls with the main focus of letting people take responsibility. Let the people with the job take responsibility and let them be accountable for whether they succeed or not. And I'm talking to people like Tom Kane and Bill Bradley and others about forming this organization and having a governing board.
0: Well, it sounds like a great mission you're on, and folks who are interested should definitely visit the website, commongood.org. And the book is Life Without Lawyers, Liberating Americans from Too Much Law, Philip K. Howard, is the author, and he is an attorney as well. Well, Philip, thanks so much for joining us on InfoTrack.
1: Well, thanks for having me.
0: Next, millions of Americans are busting their belts. How'd so many get so fat? The heavyweight details are on the way. There's more InfoTrack coming up. Stay tuned.